Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. The school year is in full swing, and by now, you either have your systems in place or you don't, or you find yourself going down a million rabbit holes thinking you're actually saving time. If this is you, then you want to join me on Saturday, October 14th for my workshop, Time Sucks and How to Avoid Them. Link will be in the show notes to sign up. Episode 63, what do I do if I don't have a literacy coach or don't feel supported by the coach, literacy coach on my campus? The goal of this episode is to equip you with tangible tools for how to navigate your lifelong learner era when you don't have a literacy coach. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teachers Playbook and the second episode in our How to Grow as a Literacy Teacher series. In the last episode, we talked all about the why, the what, and the how of embracing the role of a lifelong learner. Today, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is, what do you do when you have embraced your role as a lifelong learner, but you don't have a literacy coach? Or, what happens if you do have a literacy coach and you still don't feel supported? Let's start by defining our terms. Let's start by defining the word support. According according to Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, support means to hold up or serve as a foundation or prop for or to keep up, to keep something going. Google defines support as to bear all or part of the weight of, hold up, um, and a thing that bears the weight of something or keeps it upright. For our purposes, the word support means a system or a person that helps to provide you with a solid foundation as a literacy teacher and will help you grow in your practice. This type of support creates an environment for collaborative growth between stakeholders and results in compounded growth in student performance, which is the whole reason that we are in this profession. We want to help students grow in their literacy skills. Let me be clear though, support does not mean that someone will do the work for you, but it should mean that they will do it alongside you. We need to get clear on our definitions because we all have a job to do. We as lifelong learners need to put in the sweat equity to research and implement best literacy practices. It's the job of a supportive literacy coach to come alongside you and help you recognize what is going well, as well as help you prioritize any areas of growth and hold you accountable for staying the course to get there. It's also important that a supportive literacy coach is modeling growth for you. This means that they are also pursuing growth by reading the books, attending the PD, and getting excited, or as I like to call it, nerding out about what they are learning. Neither one of us 
can do each other's jobs for the other. I have been on both sides of this relationship. As a classroom teacher, I would sometimes find myself looking high and low for support in growing my literacy practice, only to be left on my own. I have also been the literacy coach eager to support my teachers and find that, find that some teachers expected me to do their part for them. Neither situation was ideal or fruitful. Neither resulted in collaborative growth for anyone involved. Worst of all, neither situation resulted in compounded growth for student performance, of student performance. Let's recap. We define support as having a literacy coach that is willing to walk alongside you as you put in the work to grow your literacy practice. This type of support will result in creating a collaborative, a collaborative which will result in compounded growth of student performance. That's great, Eva, you may be saying. But what do I do if I don't have a literacy coach? Or what if I have a literacy coach and they aren't able to provide this type of support? First, let's tackle what to do if your campus doesn't have a built-in literacy coach. If you do not have an on-campus literacy coach, then you not only need to embrace your lifelong learner era, you also need to seek out support from a variety of sources. One way that I've gotten that support is from coworkers who shared a passion for growing in their craft. We would be each other's sounding board, hold each other accountable, and recruit each other to try the things we were learning about. This will require you to embrace a spirit of collaboration and truly look for opportunities to share what you are learning as you build your capacity as a literacy teacher. Another way to get the support you need is to reach out to district personnel, attend district-provided professional development, and ask your admin for support. Some things I've tried in addition to the suggestions mentioned above are joining a variety of Facebook groups, curating my social media feed, and listening to podcasts and reading blogs. Finally, I have also invested in support by investing in a coach on my own. If you're interested in exploring this option and you want to explore a coaching partnership with me, then you can book a discovery call with me. The link will be in the show notes. Let's recap. We talked about what you can do to record support for your professional growth as a literacy teacher if you do not have an on-campus literacy coach. Now let's talk about what to do if your campus has a coach but is unable to give you the type of support mentioned above. The truth is, is that my advice for this situation is it depends. So do they want to provide the support but are buried under other duties as assigned? In this situation, it may be tempting to assume that your literacy coach is too busy to provide you with support and try to avoid bothering them. Don't make this assumption, talk to them. You might be surprised to realize that they still want to come alongside you to support your growth despite the potential challenges and or obstacles. I know this was the case for me when I taught in the classroom for three months last school year, even though I couldn't find support, I couldn't support teachers in all the ways that I was used to, I still made myself available after school and via email or text. I wasn't able to fulfill every request for support, and if the request was something beyond my capacity, I would say so. Most of the time though, I would find a way to support the teachers on my campus. The other situation that we need to consider is, are they not willing, your literacy coach, are they not willing to or unable to 
due to the structure of their role to provide the type of support mentioned above. So sometimes there are literacy coaches whose primary responsibility is to meet with students and they are unable to support teachers with instructional strategies. If this is the case, then not only may your literacy coach's time be limited, so may their capacity to support your growth. If your coach is unwilling, then that is a different story. If you have asked and they have flat out said, I can't or I won't help you, then you will have to embark on this growth journey as if you didn't have a literacy coach on campus. Lucky for you, you still have access to me via this podcast, private coaching, or my group coaching program. I personally won't leave you hanging. If you would like to explore the possibility of the two of us working together, then head over to the link in the show notes to book a discovery call. Let's recap. We talked about what to do if you, one, have a literacy coach who is buried under other duties as assigned, or two, have a literacy coach who is unwilling to support you. In this episode, we talked about what to do if you don't have a literacy coach or don't feel supported by your coach. We defined our terms and talked about what to do if, one, you don't have a literacy coach on your campus, two, you have a literacy coach, but they are overrun by other duties as assigned, or three, you have a literacy coach, but they don't have the capacity to support you. If you are serious about growing as an upper elementary literacy teacher and are tired of wasting time on things that don't really matter, then join me in my workshop titled Time Sucks and How to Avoid Them. It will take place Saturday, October 14th at 10 a.m. Link will be in the show notes to sign up. If you or your school need extra support in your literacy instruction, book a discovery call with me or send me an email at info at Links will be in the show notes. Until next time. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirellas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.